0: Unless you're Facebook, nobody's logging into your thing at 8.30 in the morning, but they are checking their email. And that gives us a great chance to reel them in, reel them in, reel them in, reel them in, 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 get that attachment, get that value connected. And then we have a higher stick and a higher conversion to people that are going to be hanging out, paying, and really knowing what they're paying for. Welcome to the Disruptware Podcast. Whether you're just starting up or scaling your software business, we interview the experts with ideas and strategies you can implement today. Now, here's
1: your host, Paul Clifford. Hi there, software entrepreneurs, and welcome to the Disruptware podcast. This is the show for entrepreneurs who are either just starting out or those who already have a software company and are looking for techniques and ideas for massively scaling their business. And the way we do that is to interview experts in the market who are already running their software company. And whatever level they are at, they have great content to share. And we dig deep to get factual experiences that you can put into action right now. So let's get on with our guest today. And on today's show, I'm going to introduce you to Dan Fagella. And Dan is an expert in conversion optimization, but specifically around email marketing, so marketing automation and uh his company called CLV Boost is all about uh improving your customer lifetime value. And so his expertise is around, you know, getting customers at first touch, you know, when they opt into your site, how to convert them into, you know, their free trial or from a free trial into an actual paying customer. And so we're going to dive into detail into a really content rich interview where he goes through a lot of examples um, of the way he's doing that for his customers. And uh, I know that you guys are going to find this uh, really, really amazing. So get your notepad out, uh, or if you're in the car, then um, get ready because this is going to be a a really, really interesting interview. Hey, Dan, welcome to the show.
0: Paul, thanks for having me here.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, So, you know, we've been uh, introduced with uh, a fellow colleague, uh, Justin, and as uh, Justin Brooke, and, and I had yep. Justin on recently, in fact, um, talking a lot about paid traffic. And um, he really came up with some enlightening uh, gems, uh, especially around Twitter and things like that. And so he put me in touch with yourself, you know, and I really wanted to talk to you because um, as, you know, from our previous conversations, all my tribe were all focused around software and building uh, SaaS apps. And I know that you've really got into this into this market as well um, but your speciality is around email marketing and nurturing the customer and getting them uh, engaged so I wanted to get you one talk about that how's that
0: for sure yeah that's that's the that's what I like talking about most and especially because all your folks are software folks we have some really tangible examples we can hop right into so I'm
1: pumped fantastic but you weren't always in uh, email marketing right
0: no no I wasn't <laughs> so again it's a it's an odd story some some you know it's uh. I started off. I mean, I've always just had a passion for um building my own businesses and also just doing uh working on projects that are exciting to me and correlate to what I really value. And initially, for me, I mean, in in my undergrad years and then to pay for grad school, that was just fighting in martial arts. So I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. I ran a mixed martial arts gym for quite some time. We had you know fighters do the whole cage thing, and I did all the national competitions and all that stuff and got a bunch of shiny stuff hanging up on the wall It was really focused more on fighting than anything else. But when I, when I got the bill from, from university of Pennsylvania, where I went to graduate school, I realized like, wow, I, I guess I'm going to have to make money doing this. So, yeah. um, I'm going, to have to make a good amount of money, man. This Ivy league thing's really expensive. So, um, so what I, what I did, I'm in a really small town of 8,000 people. So I started employing email marketing and I started really focusing on. And I was a total newbie back then, but you know, even with a rel- with very sloppy technical skills, I ended up doing a lot better job than the other folks in sort of our little state. Um, optimizing our site for opt-ins, and then really making sure that anybody that became a lead or anybody that was ever at one point a contact in our system was continuously being communicated with to make sure the maximum number of leads converted to appointment, the maximum number of no shows were rebooked. The maximum number of people that dropped out were brought in for additional lessons later on. And that all those systems could be automated because I was in a town of only 8,000 people. So I had to become in order to pay for grad school and to still travel everywhere and compete and do all the other things I'm interested in. I had to really neurotically understand how to uh, systematize and and automate the communication to all the different sub-segments of my my martial arts lead base and customer base and past customer base. And I realized, wow, being really neurotic about those skills transfers a lot better to projects that can really scale. So we built an online e-commerce business relatively shortly after, after I uh, sold my physical academy. And now I'm consulting with, you know, uh, app and and uh, software companies that have the potential for you know hundreds of thousands millions of, of users and, and these skills sort of scale big so yes it started small but then I saw the potential to help other folks and eventually start applying it in the fun real big scalable stuff
1: that's brilliant and so um you know in terms of email what what do you use you you sort of specific on any particular marketing yeah. automation system it,
0: it's it's a it's really gonna vary per Um, per company, per situation. So there's some outbound email marketing campaigns for people that sort of, usually this is bigger B2B price point, uh, type work where they're either scraping or they're, or they're going out and manually collecting large lists of people that would fit a customer profile. Then we're doing outbound messaging, in which case we're not going to upload a list of non opted in people into a program like MailChimp or Infusionsoft because we're going to get kicked out. Um, and it and it, so there's other software that we have to use in those cases, but a lot of the time I'll be using Infusionsoft, Entreport, um, occasionally GetResponse. Uh, you know, there's there's companies up here in Cambridge that are in Marketo and Pardot and other other software like that, or even even leveraging you know uh, Exact Target through Salesforce. And it, it really sort of depends on the situation. A lot of the time, Paul, what I'll end up doing is. So long as the system that's in place is functional, integrated, and can get the job done for the high, the highest ROI tweaks that I'm going to make for someone I'm working with, we'll stick with the software they have. But if I really don't think we can deliver tremendous ROI with a very limited tool, like for example, you know, I, I have nothing but respect for AWeber, but eventually you graduate from AWeber if you really want a lot of functionality. And there's a lot of other software that are like that. I have nothing but respect for them, but you can't do a lot of uh, functions uh, with them. So um, if if I think that we need to graduate then we'll take them up but ultimately Paul, I have no particular uh, proclivity for one software that everybody should use it really is a case by case basis there's a lot involved there
1: but just just to you know i mean so just to finish on that though so yeah. let's say there's a lot of people who haven't got into anything you know okay. and and because i get a lot of people saying like yep. entreport or infusion soft or or yeah. even marketo but i know marketo yep. is then another level up isn't it pretty pricey yeah yep. so so what, what what do you what's your view on those
0: yeah in general now it's a little bit interesting um uh, because I, I have pretty solid relationships with a lot of those software yeah. uh, folks especially entreport and infusion i know very nice people at both companies i i like and respect both of them I happen, to, um, I happen to believe that infusion is, is a little bit higher in terms of its its overall functionality. There's just a little bit more that you can do. Um, and so I would generally lean folks in, in that direction. Sometimes when people are really scrappy and they're just starting off, I'll recommend something like GetResponse with some very basic functionality. But as soon as we can graduate, as soon as we can sort of, quote unquote, get serious when it, when it comes to... Uh, generating revenue with email, really building a rich database, which I'm sure we're going to talk about, um, of leads with more data than just name and email. You know, we want to understand their past actions. We want to understand the, the date they came into the system, uh, different data points about them that we can collect uh, manually or situationally. Um, Infusion in is usually a first kind of jump into, quote unquote, big boy pants that i'll have uh you know i'll be recommending a company kind of make the hop into so i have a little bit of bias working with them for for so long but i believe that functionality wise they're tough to beat and at a certain level of scale before you really need marketo um i i i uh, i tend to lean in that direction so not not dogmatic about it but i very much recommend them
1: got it just well it's good that i use that then as well right yeah so um uh so let's just talk a bit, you know, let's just go down to a bit of nuts and bolts, you know, because um to a certain extent a lot of people understand the sort of free trial um to purchase model some I'm, yep. so I'm forever pers- persuading people to avoid pr- uh, freemium yep. um because I think every test I've seen now pretty much says don't go freemium not unless you like have huge amounts of marketing dollars um So the key then is obviously, you know, at first touch, you know, when someone hits your site, you want to, you know, get them obviously on board either into a free trial funnel or obviously into an actual customer. Um, How do you go about that? What's your viewpoint on that?
0: For sure. So um, when it comes to, when it comes to bringing somebody in from uh, any, any kind of any kind of information collection, any kind of opt-in, so to speak, that isn't a purchase. Um, we're going to be working on similar activities that are going to be geared towards getting them to eventually make that first purchase. But with a free trial model, it's it's relatively uh, it's relatively simple. And I could actually explain kind of a customer retention sequence that would work somewhat similar, Paul. Because I know you 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 know you'd advise some folks to sort of lean away from freemium when possible. Some people you know are going to go that route. Others aren't. We'll talk about freemium first, and then we'll talk about Um, Stick rate uh, when when people uh, just go straight for purchase. So um, if we're going with a freemium model, for example, one of the the companies we are working with now, although I won't name names, um, is in the day trading space. So they run software that helps people make better decisions about their kind of small trading. um, You know, the the, the small trades that they make on a day to day basis. These are people that either part time or full time, they have a bunch of computer screens and they're trading and swapping stocks um, on, on a regular basis. And uh, when they when they become a free trial person, um, which which I believe is something like 30 days or whatever the, the free trial period is, they they sort of they opt in and, and then, you know, they don't really get communicated with at all. And then they'll just be billed on that first month and, and then that'll be that um, The the goal of a solid free trial sequence. Would be convincing these folks of the particular value of being able to stick around with what you're doing, and to be able to track that and ensure that it's working. So, for example, we could take the present no email marketing, basically no communication model. We could look at the conversion rate of uh, trialer to buyer, and then we could look at the average stick rate overall over the course of a long time. This company's been around for for a little while, Um, and then we can implement a stick sequence. So, how this might work, Paul? Is I'm I'm going to go very very basic, and then I'm going to talk about how to step it up a notch in in in, uh, to a level that I feel as though is advantageous for almost any software company. So we'll start with the real basics. The real basics are when if you have a free trial period, 14 days, 30 days, seven days, whatever it is, you need to be able to without annoying anybody convey the value, the richness, the worth of what you're doing and the benefit you can deliver for somebody. So if let's say, you know, in this case, we're talking about day trading software, um, you know, for these guys, if it's allowing them to, you know, one of the benefits for this company is giving people a broader view of the various happenings in the market that they can see all at once. And they can find interesting opportunities that they might want to hop in and and trade with and sort of an interesting dashboard. But it's not something you can explain in two sentences. It's something you sort of have to see. So instead of counting on them exploring that part of the app, and it's only about one-seventh of the total functionality of this big old software here, um, instead of counting on them diving in there to be able to drip communicate the value of particular features. So uh, we, we're, we're generally speaking, Paul, in any given email sequence, we're going to include three basic ingredients. If we think about this like um, like eating a balanced diet, we're going to have education, We're going to have uh, testimonials and we're going to have calls to action, testimonials slash social proof. So social proof, and you know this from marketing, Paul, Mm. uh, on your sales page, you'll have plenty of folks that say, oh, man, Paul's content marketing software is so great from this guy. Oh, man, Paul's content marketing software is so great from this girl. And of course, you have really specific testimonials of specific benefits. You wanna be able to deliver that to someone's inbox while they're on the free trial period at the right frequency to the point where they can see how other people are benefiting from what you've got. In addition, you wanna find those most important features, those real benefits and those, those features that allow for the real benefits that you're that makes your software worth, you know, three times what anybody's paying for it. And you wanna shed amazing light on those with a short uh, video, a short instructional blog post with step-by-step screenshots and a link to send them back into the thing and go try this functionality. We want to get them engaged. We want to get them clicking. We want to get them hooked because when they've been in there, when they've gotten their hands dirty, when they've gotten to see the benefits, when they've seen how many other people have, have had these testimonials, now they're realizing like, Oh, this is why this could be so darn useful for me. Um, you know, this is why this would be really beneficial for me. So we can kind of convey that value. So if it's fourteen days, seven days or or a month, we want to find a good you know uh, frequency, whether it's every three days, four days, uh, two days, especially early on, I like to be a little bit more frequent. Let's drip the major features that allow for the biggest benefits of your software, what makes it amazingly worthwhile? And then we want to have calls to action to drive them right into that and to use it, use it, use it, get their hands dirty, see how beneficial it is and see what other people have had to say about it. Conveying that succinctly over the course of whatever your trial period is will often yield a significantly higher number of buyers and potentially a better stick rate when they become buyers. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So hit them hard straight away, I guess, you know, so so, so future benefit,
0: I don't want you to get me wrong, like. Man, you're gonna love this when you buy it in seven days when we whack your credit card. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know if we're really gonna say that, right? Like, uh, yeah.
1: Well, I, I didn't mean to use that terminology. I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all gentle.
1: We're all gentle online, anyway, right? Yeah, but, yeah it would be a little, little bit relative. For
0: them, but, but at the same time, um, yeah, it hit them hard, quote unquote. At least in the respect of because here's the thing, Paul. If if like whatever whoever's listening to your podcast right now, they're not running Facebook. So Facebook, they don't need to explain the benefit of Facebook because I have a Facebook account. I'm going to log in every day, uh, almost every day anyway, regardless. It just is what it is. And, And same thing with Twitter. But your new software that they just got a free trial of, you cannot possibly expect them to wake up at 830 in the morning, check Facebook, and log into your software. Then the next day, check Facebook and log into your software. You can't. You're not on their radar. They don't understand your benefit. Facebook is obvious. They can connect with friends. They look up pictures of their ex-girlfriend. You know, they, you know, post interesting quotes from people that they wish they were like, whatever the case may be. Um, But your software, they don't quite get it. And they're not super committed and delving into it all the time the time so we need to be in front of them in places where they are all the time which is email and email is an amazingly direct route to make sure we get them back in to see this benefit get them back in to see how these other people have benefited get them back in to see this amazingly simple tutorial about how they can you know glean this amazing benefit by using this one small function of this amazingly robust software that we've created for them blah 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 you know we make you know we make it easy we make it simple we make it fun we make it you know, cost effective, we, we, we highlight all those factors without having to be salesy. We're just conveying value early on and we're hitting them where they are, which is not opting into your, which is not logging into your thing. Unless you're Facebook, nobody's logging into your thing at eight 30 in the morning, but they are checking their email. And that gives us a great chance to reel them, in, reel them in, reel them in, reel them in, reel them in, get that attachment, get that value connected. And then we have a higher stick and a higher conversion to people that are going to be hanging out paying and really knowing what they're paying for.
1: Right. 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 Got it. And of course, you know, just outside of email, you probably also be doing the same thing with retargeting as well.
0: Yeah, you completely could. I mean, there's, there's a million different games you could play here. Right. So, mm. you know, if, when they, when they convert from free trialer to, uh, uh, when, when they convert from the free trial, you know, the sign up for the free trial page to the thank you page, we could slap a pixel on them and then we could have retargeting banners that maybe drive them to educational material. And then maybe, towards their last seven days, their last you know, week or whatever of the free trial, we might have explicit follow-around banners that are driving them to, hey, sign up now and get a, get a year. you know When you sign up for a year, you'll get this bonus or whatever the case may be. We can have explicit CTAs. Remember, I mentioned calls to action. Um, so you know, we, can, we can have some potential calls to action uh, there as well. Normally with free trial, though, we're going to be billing them in the seven days. So we don't really want to drive them to a sales page. Um, Normally that pixel, that retargeting you're talking about, Paul, happens when they go to the free trial page, but they don't sign up. That's often when we're going to pixel them and make sure we can get them to sign up. Make sense?
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Usually that's how that works. We don't have to tell them to get the credit card out because if you're like, you know, compete doc or, you know, yeah, compete.com or crazy egg or whatever, you know, the credit card's on file. You're going to get billed at a certain point. It's probably not good for us to say, Hey, remember that credit card's coming out in for, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, don't want, you don't want to be, you don't want to be, um, I don't know. You don't want to be malicious. You don't want to sound gruff about it. Right. They know what they signed up for. Um, you just but, want to make
1: them feel good about yeah, what, where, where yeah, they exactly. are and make sure that make sure they get the, the wow out of it. Right.
0: Yep. Yep. So they want to have that wow. they want to feel that wow. they want to know the value of what, of what they're getting uh, when they hop in. And, and this gets us to, to another point here. If, if we're not if we're not working with a free trial model and we're working with a just straight into purchase model and this would work for free trial as well, one thing i I like to get Paul I really, really like to get like I don't just sort of like to get it I actually really really like to get it um is is a critical bite of 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 uh, of information about sort of the major benefit that they're aiming to glean from this thing or what they're what they're aiming to derive from. Uh, from this software, from this purchase, from whatever, whatever it is that they've gotten. So if we're talking about software, you know, in the day trading example, you know, um, it it might be, you know, their financial goals, it might be, do they want to quit their job and do this full time? Do they want to, are they already doing it full time and they want to take it to the next level? We can ask them where they're at in sort of their day trading trajectory. You know, are they just new and they're dabbling? Are they really looking to be able to do this full time? Are they doing it full time and they want to be making seven figures a year? You know, whatever the case may be. And if we even give them three buckets to put themselves in when they when they uh, cash out and they, and they you know push that buy button or whatever the case may be, let's say we're not doing a trial. They're just buying. Um, then when they are, when they've bought, ideally, Paul, you know, you're doing software as a service. So you want them to stick around for as many months as possible, right? Absolutely. In, in order to do that, you, you presumably need them to understand the value. So you, Paul, and I do as well, but you have some level of, of kind of coaching and interaction with, with you where software folks, you know, are working with you um obviously if they're paying every month they know what they're paying for they understand why it's helpful you've gotten to talk to them in person so they really get a feel for that with software you don't get to do that so for all you know and many software this is more more than the case you know the percent of people that are using what you got is maybe smaller than you think and at the same time um we're you know, that they might not even be aware of some of the big gems of the functionality of the software that you think is so cool that you've created. So when they purchase, if we can know, so let's just say, for example, just pretend, Paul, that you're paying $200 a month for a day trading software. Mm. And let's say you're a brand new day trade guy and you're just getting into this. And when you buy, when you slap that credit card down for 200 bucks a month, um, you get, let's say, you know, twice a week, once a week, something along those lines, very specific, tangible tutorial uh, videos, education, maybe even some other fun case studies of other successful clients about how other newbies have taken it to the next level and really gotten to make, you know, a nice six figures a year from day trading by leveraging specific little simple functions of your software. Make sense? Got it. Now, if you're a newbie and you've told me you are when you slammed your credit card, then I can talk to you like that and I can make you stick. I know what's going to keep you around and I can talk exactly to you. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to say, hey, you know, I know you're spending all day long in front of seven screens and I want to make your life easier because you, Paul, you would say, no, I'm actually a beginner. What the hell are you talking about? So if I know your circumstance, if I know what you're aiming to glean from what I have, and in this, in this case, experience level is what we're appealing to. Other software, we'd have other criterion. And of course, that's part of the strategic decision-making process about this stuff, and we can test all of it. Um, but, uh, but you want to be talked to as you. You want to be talked to, to what's going to be beneficial for you. So if you get specific use cases and very basic functions that work with a very basic understanding of day trading, then I'm feeding you in a way that's conducive to you hanging with me. If you are a guy who's, you know, who's already paying for a bunch of different software, you're doing this full time, maybe you're doing you know a third of a million bucks a year and you really want to step it up you want to have a, a better handle on the market you want to be making uh, better trades more trades on a daily basis and, and, and you know again you're a full- time guy looking to really step it up um, then I'm going to talk to you about more advanced concepts I'm going to talk to you about how to use this software with your Scott trade account with your whatever other accounts you might have I'm going to talk about um you know trading principles that you would understand as a more advanced guy and how my software can help you simplify your dashboards and make decisions faster and more profitably so i'm going to speak differently to you i'm going to talk about making that jump to uh to you know you are i'm going to speak to you as a full-time guy looking to take it to the next level because you've told me you are and that is the kind of education and communication so long as i'm not Emailing you every day or something primarily, which is probably going to annoy you. If I'm dripping that out over your first X number of months of being with me, then I up the chance of you sinking your claws into all those functionalities that I want you to get addicted to. Understood?
1: Mm, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So if I know not just hey, well, what do you know about that customer? Oh, he's a buyer of my software, so I know he likes day trading. Well, that that actually really isn't all that freaking specific. You understand? Mm. If I know you know, if I know what what phase you're at of day trading, where you're trying to get to, now I can speak to your goals, dreams, et cetera. So, Andrew Warner, you know Mixergy, Paul? Yeah. So, Mixergy is one of those cool interview shows. So, I did the Mixergy thing, and uh, A- Andrew Warner actually – I mean, at least at the time of this recording um, – uh, I didn't work with him formally, but got to kind of catch up with Andrew a little bit. Super nice guy um, with respect to to Mixergy. And he has an interstitial ad on the front of Mixergy that's asking people the major benefit they're getting out of learning business training. Because it used to be just opt in for Mixergy and we'll sell you on business training. Like, oh, what do you know about that lead? Oh, he's interested in learning about business. You understand how that's really not specific at all? Right. Right. So instead it's, hey, I'm at a job and I hate it and I want to start a business. I'm in a business right now and I want to scale it. I'm I'm looking for a business idea. How differently do we need to talk to those people to get them to get their credit card out, Paul? Very differently. So Andrew's starting to implement this kind of thing and it's very much not new to the marketing world, but it's very new to software folks who are not actively thinking about segmentation and optimization. And if it's implemented once and it sits there and runs automatically and we can take an extra you know. 15, 10, even if it's 8% of the people that sign up for a trial and turn them into buyers, what does that look like after 12 months of that conversion rate added on to whatever we're making already? It ends up being a very big dent in the pocketbook.
1: So what what you're talking about then really is just really to really sub-niche down, if sub-niche is the right word, but really to narrow down on your buyers into what is their real triggers. Yeah, for, for taking yeah. that free trial and then really work on that specific trigger or almost do a custom sequence just for that specific interest.
0: Yep. And, and in software, that's really far out, right? Like, oh, my God, segmentation. But at the end of the day, you know, there's companies like L.L. Bean that for 100 years have been breaking people up into different demographic and buying habit groups and mailing out different postcards and, and catalogs and whatever else based on all those differences that is not a new thing
1: well i can um, see i can but, see you know i mean it, it's perfect you know in terms of your approach but i mean how how do you identify what those triggers are you know how yeah, do you yeah. actually get them to
0: so how do you find those buckets to put them in paul
1: well how do you get them to tell you yeah the, yeah what well, it is. one of the
0: things one of the things i'm really not afraid to do is number one you can always survey people after they purchase and if you have no idea what those buckets are the best way to start is to start with very Uh, qualitative answers. You know, why did you get this? What were you most interested in? Very open ended, right? Let them type in their own answers. And then when you can find a certain number of trends and you can say, Hey, you know what? I realized after reading through 300 of these, that there's really only, you know, I can boil this down to four buckets. You know, people are looking for blank, 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 or you know yeah blank 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 or blank that's that's really it um and i can i can broadly put them in there i don't have to create 20 different sub segments so paul i mean if it if it's cool for you just as an example um your content marketing software um what what's like the major reason that people are paying you every month like why why are they justifying that from their bank account um to be paying you every month for that software what what what's the sort of the the biggest benefit i guess
1: well it's interesting you say that because that's i was almost going to use that as an example but but to turn it around, um uh, let me let me turn it around this way to you. So my content marketing software has like three types of avatars. So you've got like the blogger or the person who's creating content to publish on their site and um and to curate content from their news feeds and Twitter and all that sort of stuff. Now they're obviously focused on traffic. Yep. Okay, so that's their prime motivator. Um however, the the marketing agency um, who's doing the same sort of thing, but it's doing it for their clients? Okay, they're more focused on how can I organise all this content, you know, in a, in a really slick way. So then I've got the next three months all planned out for this particular client, and that's going to save me loads of time and money. Yeah, you know, and then of course you've got the enterprise, you know, who's more than just focus on the big picture. You know What's their content marketing strategy for the next six months? How many leads are, is that going to generate me? And all that sort of stuff. So there's almost like three groups, three now, avatars How do you know there.
0: what those groups are, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Well, at the moment, the plan is uh, I'm going to target... My, my current customer base is just bloggers. My oh, um, just my, bloggers. My, my, my current customer base is, is bloggers, that's right. Okay. And the, the new release of the software is more marketing agencies. And yeah. so my landing page is going to be very simplistic in that it's going to have for bloggers almost click here for marketing agencies click here and then they're going to go down to two different landing pages obviously orientated towards them
0: yeah i mean and and you know you can get as granular as you want right i mean for my martial arts gym if you'll believe it you know i had a landing page for Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu self-defense, Brazilian jiu-jitsu fitness, Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition, mixed martial arts self-defense, mixed martial arts competition. I mean, it goes on. You can get as, as niche and funky as, as you want to get, but, but yeah, for, for you finding those, those three main, you know, folks that you want to be able to target and then making sure you're communicating with them like that. And for you, it would be, you know, because they're not doing a free trial first for you, it would be, yes, by the landing page. So if you have, content that's aiming to draw in marketing agencies, you want that to be linked to guess what landing page, the fricking marketing agency one, right? Right. Um, not the other one. So you want to have them land on the page that fits that avatar. And, uh, you know, there's all sorts of software companies that do well, actually it's, it's remarkably uncommon in software companies. There's there's other kinds of businesses that do this very well. HubSpot is one software company that actually does it pretty well, but yeah, you would, you would have those, those three different segs. And then hypothetically, Paul, if you wanted to increase stick rate, You wouldn't send the enterprises a bunch of stuff about how how, you know, Joe Schmo blogger made his first, you know, twenty five dollars on the Internet. Right. They would just be like, oh, thanks. Like, I can see how this software isn't for me. But if you talk about other software companies, I mean, other other enterprises, other enterprise use cases, other enterprise benefits, then this guy's like, man, there's a lot in here for enterprise. This is great. This is a real fit for us. You know, I can see all these other companies have benefited us. This is a real fit for us. Um so yeah, so you can you can tailor your communication to increase your your stick. And for anybody out there who um doesn't know who their avatars are or doesn't know how to bucket their people, um two really good ways to do it. Number one, give them a very open-ended survey after they buy, very basic questions would include include, um, you know, you could always ask the lead source kind of questions, but that's the, you know, analytics will often tell you a little bit about that. It's sort of, you know, why did you purchase our software? What were the other alternatives you were looking at? Um, what is the major goal you have for our software? Please describe your business to us, you know, four, four simple questions and maybe a drop down um, that'll often yield a lot of data. But one thing I really like to do, Paul, is I like to pick up the phone when people buy, you know, um, and just pick their brain. Just say, hey, you know, blah, blah, yeah, this is uh, Billy from, you know, or this is Dan Fagella with whatever company. Um, I'm going to be doing this actually with the software company that we're working with in the day trading space. I'm just going to call past customers, call current customers, find out all sorts of cool things about the functionality that actually got them to buy. The other software alternatives that they were most seriously taking in that and that maybe, you know, almost detracted from this sale. I'm going to find out that information from phone calls so you can always go old school but once you've got those buckets paul as you can imagine if you can lift your conversion rate to buyer conversion rate to trial even by nominally small levels and if you do this right you should lift it by much more than nominally small levels you make a big dent in the bottom of in the bottom line of what a whole year looks like when you've got conversion rates that are doing that much better absolutely yep
1: that's really cool so um uh, and I think the other thing, you know, picking up the phone and phoning your customer right after their purchase is magic because their enthusiasm enthusiasm has never been higher, yeah. you know. And, and all of a sudden, now you're just breaking down that barrier from the online world. You know, you're 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 making it a personal connection, yep. which kind of locks them in as well mentally. Do you know what I mean? They they know there's someone they can call. They they they've almost like putting Both. a face and a character, yeah. you know, attaching it to the software. Yep. So they don't really want to just quit like that because they kind of know you and they don't want to let you down.
0: Yeah, there is a little bit of that. There is a little bit of that too. And, and if you have more expensive software, obviously it matters all the more. But and and you could even test that and see if it if it, if it improves stick. You know, every third customer gets a phone call. And, you know, six months later, we take a look at dropout rates. You know what I mean? If you're doing enough volume, you might actually be able to test that. But push comes to shove, Paul. The the first thing you can do is, yes, you can make a warm connection. You can also get a bunch of data you could never get from a Google Doc
1: form. Absolutely. All kinds of great,
0: rich data that lets you build fantastic avatars and appeal to benefits that are going to make people stick around and pay you every month forever.
1: Right. Absolutely. Brilliant. So, um, that's really interesting. So, so we've kind of covered, you know, um, the, the sequence and the type of messaging and segmentation for, for people, you know, in that sign up to conversion so sort of process. Uh, yes. and I know that, you know, you have some experience also around, you know, the engagement aspects once they're on board, yep. you know, you want to keep them involved in the app, you know, until they get, you know, to that hook. Yep. Well, not the hook in terms of the sales perspective until they get hooked, I suppose, is the right phrase. Yes. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, completely, Paul. So um, I, again, the email sequence that you're going to compose, although the calls to action will be different, the email sequence it will still involve the three main ingredients we talked about, which is uh, education, social proof, and calls to action. The calls to action here might be telling them to watch an educational video, might be telling them. To use a particular function or read a particular use case, and it all ties into uh, a- anything that's going to be conducive to stick. If you have an upsell, you can always be moving them towards an upsell. Um, but moving them to or keeping them at stick is is beneficial. So, if for example, uh, for for you, Paul, again, your your software is not going to have a free trial, then yes, you want a custom landing page. But if you were to have a welcome sequence and you wanted to get people using your software enough. To the point where they can't live without it that's why software is sticky right paul because if i if you quit infusionsoft right now you'd be in some pretty deep trouble right right but, if your infusionsoft exploded you'd be in trouble but if your subscription to sports illustrated exploded you wouldn't be in as much trouble
1: exactly just frustration right? like,
0: because it you you start people become dependent and you you get that pain of disconnect and unless you get a certain level of connectedness um, you will not have any pain of disconnect and, and you'll likely have a uh, lower uh, overall retention. So if people are just going for the purchase, let's say, Paul, you're starting to sell more to marketing agencies. If for the first two months, you know, twice a week, once a week, they're getting case studies and they're getting educational snippets of how marketing agencies can save tremendous time, um, and handle much bigger deal flow in a much more organized way with your amazing software and you're giving them the exact ways to do it and you're telling them specific steps. Hey, you know, uh, the, the last project you closed, load it up as a new project uh, now and check out the new feature that we have where you can schedule content and blah, 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 blah and share the schedule across your agency. You know, whatever, right? right. And, then, and then you have, then maybe the next email four days later, seven days later is a use case of, you know, XYZ marketing agency in Cambridge who um, you know you who was juggling you know fifteen different spreadsheets, and then they got your software, they watched your videos, they organized everything they have, and they've you know been able to uh, you know hire four new people and just open up a ton of additional deal flow and really take advantage of the opportunities around them because they had a system that could that could scale with them. I mean, if they're getting dripped and they even open ten percent of that communication over the course of two months, they are getting hooked into the belief, into the benefits of what you're doing for them. So if we're just going for purchase, then our focus is stick and our focus is engagement. Make sense? Yep. So that post-customer sequence, it's not like, cool, we got the money, run away. It's sort of like, well, you know, we might want to really ensure that they use it. And like you said, get hooked and have that pain of disconnect. But, you know, not just from a negative standpoint, not just like, oh, let's give them a pain of disconnect. Let's have them use this and get some great benefits. That's why we built the darn thing. And we can't count on them discovering every facet of that by themselves. That's really our responsibility to convey. We have to be marketers. So, um, in order to increase that stick rate, we can have past per- or, or you know uh, after people purchase sequences that go off that are segmented to encourage stick for the category of that person. And then what we can do is we can track how that influences stick. So we can run that on half of the buyers and then not on the other half. Or we can look at our stick rates over time we can implement it now and then we can check our stick rates again in X number of months and we can see um, how we've improved our numbers and how we can work with. But as you can imagine, unless you really screw something up, if you have specific, targeted, purposive, educational, beneficial content geared towards the person that just bought your thing that helps them use it in tremendous ways for themselves to get the most of it, you're really hard pressed to screw that up And not bump your stick, not, 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 uh, you know, reduce the number of immediate dropouts, not move the needle on important business metrics. So if you are just going for purchase, then that stick sequence implies all the same kind of principles we just talked about. I hope that was clear.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, look, we're coming towards the end of the interview, actually. And, you know, I know this is and clearly this is something that you're fascinated with um, and that, that you love doing with software companies. Um and uh your your main business now is CLV Boost, is that right?
0: Yes, CLV Boost is the consultancy that we have out here in uh the Boston area.
1: Brilliant. And so people can come to you if they're looking to um, you know, identify and and set up these sequences, then they can get hold of you here, yeah.
0: Yeah, completely. And and we have a couple uh we have a, a couple very tangible examples of sort of what I call plug and play strategies right on the main website. So CLVboost.com. Down at the bottom, there's a contact form that also has sort of a, a white paper in there as well, which is some of the real basic like take this, run with it, and you will do better than not using email marketing, where this is likely to be a better go-to strategy that we've seen effective across the board. Um, and uh, and that's right at the bottom of the page on CLV. So people can you know get in contact with me there, grab the white paper and learn a little bit more. But yeah, we're we're definitely doing a lot in the software space and there's so much potential here, Paul. So it's exciting for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and there's brilliant software out there, you know, and especially in, in the age where you can actually get stuff built really, really quickly um, and push it out there. The the technology, and we are talking about this earlier, the technology that's going out is, is absolutely amazing. Um, but of course you still need to go back to grassroots and market the thing. Yeah, right? you
0: and, do. And, and a lot of the time, the software folks that I work with anyway, it's a little bit different than people in the nutrition space or, in some of the other online spaces, marketing is often really an afterthought. It's sort of all about the product. And I think the product, you know, by all means, we should be attached to the product. But if we can put a strategy in place to make sure we can actually make some bucks with this thing, you know, marketing fundamentals is the place to start. And if we're working online, you're selling online, there's few higher ROI channels than email. So,
1: Totally. Brilliant, Dan. Listen, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I found your insights like absolutely fascinating, and I've certainly made a ton of notes here. So, um, and we'll be in touch, you know, over Perfect. the long thanks, term. Paul. So, thanks ever, ever so much for that. Anyone uh, listening, uh, for all you guys, you know, go to CLV Boost, um, drop down uh, an email, um, if you want to talk about you know sequences and and getting these customers on board and converted. So, um, thanks for your time, and I'll speak to you soon. Yes, indeed. If you enjoyed the show, you can get the show notes from Disruptware.com. And if you are not a subscriber and you're listening to this in the iTunes store, then please visit Disruptware.com and sign up. That's it for this episode. Look out for next week's show. I'm Paul Clifford, and thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to the Disruptware podcast. Check us out on the web at Disruptware.com.